When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. All right, the New England Patriots. How did they get here? They're one in four. And it's not just one in four. By many different metrics, worst offense in the league, worst passing offense, worst rushing offense, one of the worst offensive lines. The point differential. They've scored 55 points. I think that's the fewest in the NFL. And given up 131. They're 0-3 at home. They've now, in the Bill Belichick era, lost more games at home without Tom Brady than they have with Tom Brady. So basically in three or four years, four years, three plus years without Tom Brady versus 20 years with. The one in four Patriots. How did they get here? I've got some thoughts. Okay. Where would you start? Um, well, Tom Brady left. It's a good starting point. Yeah. That's a good starting point. Uh-huh. I mean, a big a big part of this, though, was what were the expectations for this season in New England? I'll tell you, my expectations were similar to the last couple of years. They were going to be a, a pretty good team, a mid-tier level team that, as I said before last week's show, beat the teams they're supposed to beat and then lose to good teams, right? They're going to lose to Buffalo unless there's 60-mile-an-hour wins. They're going to lose to the Dolphins, who are a better team. They're going to lose to the Chiefs later this season. They're going to get waxed by the Cowboys, who are a better team. But they're also going to beat up on Zach Wilson's Jets. They're going to beat up on Sam Ellinger when he's the quarterback of the Colts. They're going to beat up on teams that that aren't as good overall. But now it's way worse than that. Like Just from the two-week flip of the switch here, it looks even worse than that. How do they, how do they get to the point of just mediocrity? I think Tom Brady fully explains that, right? You go from... Mm-hmm. A guy that's going to um, cure any kind of uh, roster construction issues. And I think they've had those through the years, but the, the standard was just higher. So that's the, how do they get to mediocre? That's the first thing. But how do they get to bad is the second question for the Patriots. Um, I mean, a big part of it is they just don't have a lot of talent and they haven't been doing well at, at acquiring talent. Um, obviously, Mac Jones, you know, you Tom Brady leaves. Now your single biggest thing is how do we get the next quarterback? They went with Mac Jones. That hasn't yet worked out. At the very minimum, it's a, you know, we don't really know yet. Uh, but it's looking worse than it is good. But just look at their drafting in recent years. It's been bad. Yeah. I mean, most of the hits are running backs. 
which is not a good thing. Like, you know, Damian Harris in the third round isn't a bad pick, but it's not great either. Ramondre Stevenson in the fourth round is a pretty good pick. But again, like, that's not doing too much for you. Other than that, like, where are the hits? There's a couple of them here or there, but it's like one or two a draft, and they're they're typically at non-impact positions, like Michael Owenu in the sixth round. It is a really good draft pick, but the top draft or the top picks, um, you know, they had two second rounders, Kyle Duggar, who's fine, but he's a safety. Josh Uche is pretty good, but he's a situational type of pass rusher rather than an every down guy. You know, they just haven't had the, the impact players. And when they have had a high draft pick or a first rounder, they've either whiffed or picked a player that hasn't made a massive impact yet. I, I'm putting this particular draft to the side like last year's because it happened five minutes ago christian gonzalez looks like maybe an early hit now right. he's out for the season but he's like you know four games in and now he's done for the yeah. year so i don't think it's i think we can call that a success yet so my my high end theory here sam and i, I touched on it a little bit on the podcast the other day and I, I tweeted through it the other day my high end theory and or the question i'll pose how much do you think bill belichick as the gm his team building has been skewed by having Brady on the team because, you know, again, we're the, the, we're the sky is falling, you know, part of this New England rebuild here. And it's like, well, Belichick's never had a team this bad. And that's probably like as far as pure offensive line plus playmakers, yeah, it's probably true, right? Maybe the worst team. But it's not like the team building in New England has was pristine for 20 years throughout the dynasty. Right. The problem was like they rolled out a bottom three wide receiver core in multiple seasons with Tom Brady. They rolled. They made it to the AFC Championship and one play away from the Super Bowl with uh, the 31st-ranked pass-blocking offensive line in the NFL back in 2015. They made it to the Super Bowl in a year where Matthew Slater, a special teamer slash wide receiver, was playing safety. And Julian Edelman had to go play slot corner. And at the time, it was like, oh, look, look at Bill Belichick. Oh, he's you know, flexible, and he uses all these guys and everything. It's like, no, they had the second-worst defense in the league that year. But because you have Tom Brady in this passing attack, you still you know, are a player or two away from winning a Super Bowl. So how much of you're going through this, you know, when Tom Brady leaves, in the back of Belichick's mind... It's like, why do I need to make a splash play at wide receiver? We won Super Bowls with David Patton and David Givens. Mm. Why do I need to make a splash play at receiver? We made, we won the Super Bowl with Cordero Patterson, Chris Hogan, and Philip Dorsett on the outside. You had Edelman and, and, and older Gronk, but these, uh, how much of that is going through his head, right? Do, why do I need to invest in this thing? Because we've done it before, you know. So I, I wonder how much. Not, not, it's not like a Brady versus Belichick thing. I wonder how much the impact of Tom Brady actually just skews Belich what Belichick thinks he can get away with as the general manager. The NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly and when you just bet Five bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up for some game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check, check the app. you got to go check the app to see what you get. So download now and use code PFF to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code PFF only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. 
eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Brady or Belichick rather reminds me a little bit of, you know, somebody that sort of refuses to accept inflation as a thing. It's like, this is how much this should cost. Therefore, I refuse to pay more than this for the thing, even as the market continues to push the price up and up and up, whether it's supply, demand, whatever the, the cause is. But he's just like, it's not worth more than that. I'm not spending more than that. But at some point, if you need the thing, you just have to pay what it's being sold for. Like you can't, you know what I mean? There's no fixing that. There's no saying, no, I refuse. I stubbornly, I'm determined that it isn't worth more than this sum of money and therefore I'm not paying that for it. If it's not going to come down to that price, you have to reassess what you're willing to pay. So Belichick is out here still like bargain basement shopping, like waiting for Randy Moss to be available for a fourth round pick at a cut price contract. And it's just not happening, right? Nobody's yet found like that's that's not repeating itself so you either accept that that's the reality and you're going to have to actually overpay sooner or later for a guy somewhere just to get it done or you kind of get where they are which is the steadfast refusal to adapt and to change to the reality of the marketplace leaves you with a bunch of guys that aren't good enough so the interesting thing in all this is remember the second year after brady so 2020 was the first year without brady they go get cam newton but in 21 they draft Mac Jones, and that was the year, that was the offseason where they went nuts in free agency. Right. Relative, right? I mean, they, they, they got a lot of those contracts, uh, you know, they, they weren't egregious contracts by year two or three, but that was when they spent a ton on Nelson Aguilar and Hunter Henry and John New Smith and Matthew Judon, and um, there was someone else in there that was big money, right? Like Jalen Mills or whoever. And, and so the even the time that they spent, it was like, okay, you spent a ton of money. But your your competitors right now are going to get, not at the same time frame, but your competitors are going to get Tyreek Hill. Right. Right? And so that was where at the time you're talking about, hey, he hasn't adjusted here. Mac Jones is sitting there on a rookie contract. So this isn't even apples to apples if you say, well, Tom Brady took a hometown discount. And everything. It's like, well, Tom Brady took enough of a discount that maybe you get one more player. Right, you get your average starting linebacker. You could bring Kyle Van Noy back or whatever it might be. But when that's nothing compared to what a Mac Jones rookie contract gives you. So you can go make splash moves. And look, we are at the point where splash moves are not what they used to be. They used to be like, oh man, you don't go pay, you know, don't go pay Albert Hainsworth hundred million in free agency. Go don't go pay Indomitian Sue. Don't go do that stuff. Because good teams build through the draft and they don't they don't hit on free agents. And there's risk in free agency. But teams actually hit on those things now, right? Like Tyreek Hill has helped transform the Dolphins. Those big moves. A.J. Brown, I know these are trades, but A.J. Brown has gone and transformed the Eagles. And so that's where I think New England's lacking. While every, not only do they have you know, money spent in the wrong areas, as everyone around them, right? How are you going to go beat Josh Allen and the Bills? How are you going to beat these teams? As everyone around them is getting better and better, and making these aggressive moves, New England's just like, nope, this is how we've done it. Yeah, This is I, how we've done it for 20-plus years. And I do wonder if that spending spree kind of reinforced that opinion of, look, I, I tried it your way. I went and blew all the money, and look what I got for it. Nothing. Yeah. You know? So now I'm going back to my way, which is I only shop for value. You know, I, I, I'm only shopping in the reduced bargain bin, you know, the stuff that's expiring next week. And that's how I'm building this thing. 
And it's, it's just not going to do it. Like, if you don't have Tom Brady, that doesn't work. You yeah. can't construct a roster that's good enough around a guy that you still don't know is able to play quarterback yet. Like, it's not going to work that way. Um, so, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the main point, man. Like, they hit – remember, they hit lulls in the dynasty era, right? In this 20-year run, they hit these lulls where the defense fell apart a little bit, the receiving core fell apart. They bounced back. But, again, it just feels like – so the point I was trying to make on Twitter the other day is Belichick can remember a time when he made any kind of move and it worked, right? So they had, they made the AFC, in 06, they made the AFC championship with Jabbar Gaffney as the number one wide receiver. Right. And they corrected it the off, in the offseason. They went and got Randy Moss and then went 16-0 and in the regular season and broke records. They also, so it's like there's a point in history where they made an aggressive move, which wasn't actually that aggressive. It was a buy low. Mm -hmm. on a fourth rounder and they got hall of famer randy moss and then they also three years later traded randy moss after week four and brady went on and improved that year and be, it was mvp of the league that year so in belichick's mind right he's like well i've made i've made moves to bring in a randy moss but i've also traded randy moss and become better you know so it's it it's probably easy for him to look at this receiving core coming into the year and like Devontae parker kendrick bourne juju smith schuster uh, Demario Douglas in the draft, Butte in the draft, uh, Thornton as a deep threat. That's not even close to the worst receiving core they've ever had. No. It's really not. Yeah. And and so in his head, it's like I've made this work before. Yeah. But the reality is, I think Tom Brady made it work before. Tom Brady, the adaptability that the Patriots had for years, was made to work because Brady was at the helm, and it didn't matter for the most part what they threw at him. When they did have good off seasons, though, they were more likely to win a championship.